this is Mark. And this is Francois doing the Daily Ride podcast for Tuesday, July 30th, 2013. And even though... Nowadays, everybody want to talk like you got something to say, but nothing comes out when you move the lips. Just a bunch of gibberish. The motherfuckers act like you forgot about trade. We're still putting the commute in commuter entertainment. There's lots of things going wrong this morning. Uh, is that your new anthem? Yeah. <laughs> lots of things going wrong. Did you write that tune yourself, or are we going to have to pay royalties on that? I think whoever did write it is long dead. Is that Reveille or something? Is that, Probably. Is that what you're singing? Are we still shaking? Uh, oh, we're shaking, baby. Still kind of shaking, although yeah. it's not as bad now. When I sped up, it kind of stopped. Kind of went away. We'll check the tires when we get to work. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, what's going on this morning? Uh, As opposed to all the other mornings. <laughs> well, I, you know, I've uh, discovered my new Blu-ray player uh, has uh, three built-in internet things. It's got Netflix. Yeah. It's got uh, Pandora. Sure. And it's got YouTube. Cool. And YouTube has a special channel, I guess, or, or some sort of special thing for internet, you know, internet-ready devices. Oh, really? So it's not like regular YouTube. I know what you mean. I had the same thing on my Xbox. It's like diet YouTube. Yeah, I, I don't mind it, actually. I mean, you can't use it in the same way. You don't, like, the fun of YouTube for me is bouncing around. Right. Like, you know, you go, ah, I'd like to see James Brown sing Papa's Got a Brand New Bag. Yeah. And so you watch that, and then you see see that, and then from that, you know, in the little right-hand column, you see, oh, there's, uh, you know, the guy who sings Little Green Bag. Uh, <laughs> so you go to that, and then you get on a, you know, what was the what was that in the soundtrack of? Oh, yeah, Reservoir, yeah, Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. And then the next thing you know, you're listening to. You're watching clips of Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, you're and you're, you're listening to Joe Tech sing I Gotcha. Yeah. You know, so you just bounce around. The next thing you know, you're watching, uh, uh, you know, Wayne Jane County. Sing too drunk to fuck or something. No, that's the that's the uh, Dead Kennedys. She would sing. Oh, if you don't want to fuck me, get right. out. Yeah. So, and it's and it's great. You know, like you you know, that's that truly is a remarkable phenomena of the modern age because back in you know when I was you know in my formative music years, uh, you couldn't see that shit. You just yeah. couldn't see it. There was just no place. I mean, if you were lucky. The CBC would run a documentary, and you'd get to see, uh, you know, Sam Cooke sing, uh, you know, You Send Me. Or some. I know, but that was the only, like, you know, maybe you'd get to see, uh, you know, well, you'd always get to see Bo Diddley singing uh, Hey Bo Diddley, because he's been doing that fucking ever, and that's all you ever <laughs> see him do. <laughs> uh... But you know there was it was it was rare like it was not you couldn't just go and say I wonder what it looked like to see Jen, Gene Vincent play Bebopalula. Right. You know you you could listen to the song but you couldn't really get the flavor of it and now that's truly is a remarkable thing. But all that said. All that said. Uh. So there's this show called Think 
not a show, but a YouTube channel. And that's what you get on the YouTube uh, internet app. Gotcha. You get their channels. And you can search for stuff. So you could find a video, but you have to search for every damn video. Right. That gets tedious. I'm Although sure. I did notice when I signed on last night that there was a thing that said, use your iPad or iPhone to stream YouTube videos to your... That's weird. Yeah, so I'm going to check that out tomorrow night. Of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> you got things linking up all over. Oh, I got shit. There's satellites humming with my name on them. I'm yeah. sure the FBI has several files. Yeah. Full of my uh, you got, my like, internet porn. You, yeah, you <laughs> you got your you got your computer like all hooked up to the Roku and like everything is wired. Everything. Yeah. I wish I could get my lights and my heating and my stove and my. I, I'd love to have the whole you know one of those modern wired houses. Yeah, well, not for nothing, but like you can have them do that. I know, but it I, costs a bunch no, of money. No, I know it costs it? a bunch of money, but like, might be worth it. Well, it's pretty cool because you can Definitely just, up the just, value just on the house. Just uh, you know, you uh, you tickle Siri and you say, "Hey Siri, uh, I'm on my way home now. Could you crank the heat up a little bit?" Right. You save money all day long, not running your heat until five minutes before you get there. Yeah. Right. And you know, you could be like, "Oh Siri, crap! I think I left some lights on. Could you shut those off for me?" Right. Or just turn off all the lights. Yeah, the turn off all the lights in the house. I, I like to be more polite than that to Siri. Because I think one day Siri may start fighting back. Sure. So you want to be on Siri's good side when, when, when the, the revolution <laughs> comes. When the robot uprising occurs. I see. <laughs> he was really nice. He was I always see. polite. <laughs> Let's not turn on <laughs> we'll, we'll just enslave him and <laughs> kill him. <laughs> Let's not turn his car into the ditch. Yeah. So, uh, so... Hey, did you ever read that book, uh, How to Survive a Robot Uprising? Uh, yeah, well, read is a, an interesting listen word. To I listen the way to it. I listen to it. I listen to it on a on a, as an audio book. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I think I'm gonna listen to it again. But anyway, just in so case. yeah, just in case. Yeah. But I was on uh, I was on uh, my my internet, you know, my YouTube thing. And they have this thing called Think Big or Big Th Big Think, Big right. Think, and it's uh, like the professor of I don't know f uh, philosophy or literature or whatever at uh, Harvard or Yale or some you know one of those snobby universities. Sure. Was given a lecture on philosophy. It was great. It was great. Forty-five minute lecture. It was a sir sort of a oh he was talking about the great books. Okay. You know, like what he said, you know, there's there's truly great books. And, and he sort of went on to define what... And one of them is How to Survive a Robot Uprising? No. Oh, okay. That, would, that did not qualify. I'm wondering how... And it would not qualify. But he sets up these criteria by which to say, you know, is it a great book? You know, and, you know, one of the criteria, for example, I, I'm not going to remember them all. He had, like... Five so criteria. these are books that become classics and that everyone remembers, and and most people don't read. Okay. So, like, you know, has it in some way? I think you could have just said most people don't read. What did I? What did they say? No, no, no. I mean, you're just saying like most people don't read those books. I'm just saying most people don't read. Oh. <laughs> Period. Yeah, I was being kind. I see. 
I was being condescending. <laughs> um, but like he said, for for one thing, you know, do X. Well, first of all, has it in some way changed, transformed societal thinking? Okay. You know, that's one of the criteria. Yeah. Do experts generally consider it to be a great book? Okay. You know, people who are who who are learned. Well, yeah, who have a lot of experience in reading, uh, you know, sort of classics of literature. Do they people generally read a lot of shit? Do they like this do, one? Does this shit float to the top? Right, generally. Okay. Anyway, I, I can't remember what the other three criteria were. Uh, oh, is it readable? You know, can you read it? You know, sure. is it is it? You know, do you can you can you is it is it actually readable? Anyway, so he went on and he was talking about him and uh, he uh, he was talking about Plato's Republic being one of the you know in the and his point what but his point was is that you don't have time to read everything. <laughs> Right, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, obviously true, but even sort of good books that are fun to read, you don't have time to read them all. So since your reading time is limited, right, you know, how do you choose what you're going to read? Is there an intelligent way to choose what you're going to read? And he lays out this method criteria. Criteria. Cool. Uh, and uh, so save me a lot of time. It will save nope. you. A Nope. It will save you. Nope. A lot. It will save you nope. a lot of time. <laughs> me just in the library throwing books around. <laughs> Fuck uh, this. So it's got me reading. Uh, so I downloaded Plato and I started reading Plato's Republic. Oh, yeah. Uh, Any good? It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny. He's he's he. You know, he does it in dialogues. I, I know everybody's sort of heard of that, but you don't really realize how they work until you read until you begin to read them. But I'm reading the first dialogue in the Republic. And so he goes to visit this old man in uh, in in his home, you know, a respected old man. Okay. And he starts asking him questions about justice. And uh, the old man, you know, he says, you know, justice is, you know, doing doing right by, you know, your friends or whatever. Now, do you think it will just start to You're giving stop. people what they deserve. Right? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Uh, sorry to stop you, but do you think he does it? In this way, like, do you think he does it in that way to work it out in his own head? Or is it, uh, like, because, you know, like, if you were trying to think through a problem, you might imagine what the other person was going to say to you. You I know, think like, he... if, you're, if you're kind of attacking a problem that, like, people have a general answer to, you know, but you're like, Man, that answer's not really fucking good enough, is it? I think you, know, you do. You... I think that is the purpose of the dialogues. However, when you are in control of writing the dialogue, yeah, you do write straw dogs, in the sense that you put up oppositions. You don't put up oppositions that you haven't thought the answers through to. Okay, so so, like, so it is less challenging than an actual debate. Because, for example, he says in in part of, he first he talks to the old man, then he then the old man has to split, and he talks starts talking to the old man's son. Okay. And so, while, and it's supposed to be Socrates, right? It's Plato talking about Socrates. Right. So he's writing about Socrates having a dialogue. Right. So Socrates 
you know, when the old man there is being fairly respectful about his answers, but when he starts talking to the son, then all of a sudden he starts challenging him in what seemed to me really in many ways are tricks of semantics. Right, okay. And that's problematic. Yeah, I don't like it when people start arguing. You know, like, okay, okay well, then, then, then you're not really arguing about the actual fucking thing. You're arguing about the definition of the word we're using. In the end, you're arguing about words. And, right. and you can trip people up. You know, you can trip inexperienced debaters Not master up. debaters. A master debater is more difficult to trip up. Yeah. Uh, he's got his rhythm down. Well, and often they're cunning linguists. <laughs> but it 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 is it is easy to to trip somebody I think if up. If they were cunning linguists, they wouldn't have to spend so much time master debating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you had to bring it around, yeah, didn't you? <laughs> really did. Um. So, uh, I, but but I but I do think they spend time bringing up. Uh, you know, you can trick people. You can trick people with their language. You can, you know, and I'm trying to think of, of you know, one example of it. He says, you know, justice, the, the son says, justice is uh, doing good to your friends and doing ill to your enemies. Okay. Right? Yeah. And, uh, and he said, you know, he goes on to say, well, what if your you know what if your enemy is you know helping you in some way you know has a skill that you require then is it in your interest to do ill to him right you know he says well no i guess not in that example so then justice really has no meaning anyway you know like okay. he, he 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 keeps tripping him up in that sense and i suppose you know i'm fresh into the book so I'm going to cut him some slack but <laughs> but uh, and well I'm only three pages in <laughs> well I'm a couple chapters in but okay. but I'm going to presume that the idea is to in fact in the end define these terms in some measure sure and if that's what you're doing if you're def trying to get people to actually define their terms and say what they mean when they say a word because you know a concept like well Another book that I'm listening to on audiobook is Sam Harris. Are you familiar with this guy? Uh, I don't know. He's uh, he's an atheist, and he's one of the like three. He's one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, as they call him. You know, there's uh, uh, the guy who wrote the God Delusion. Oh yeah, uh, it's, uh, Rob, Rob uh, Robert. Is it Robert? No. Darwin Dawkins. Dawkins. Richard, da Richard Dawkins. Dawkins. Thank you. Uh, there's Richard Dawkins. There's Hitchens, Christopher Hitchens. Okay. Uh, Sam Harris, and I don't know who the other guy is. But anyway. Brian Cox. I'm sure he would qualify. <laughs> uh, although he's not specifically going out there saying there's no God. True. Anyway, but Sam Harris is. But he's meddling where he ought not. <laughs> but Sam Harris's book that I'm reading right now, which I can't remember the title of, but I'll think of it in a minute, is the thesis of it is can science, is there a scientific way to arrive at what's good for people? Okay. You know, what's what's... What 
what's get to how do you, can you can you derive scientifically how to live the good life okay you know and so he's talking about ideas like justice and like happiness and defining happiness and defining what's good for you versus what makes you happy versus pleasure versus you know it, you know sure. is the hedonistic approach for example like if you're just you know if you experiencing pleasure all the time is that a good life you know so you're getting into the you know big philosophical topics okay um but but he does admit early on in this book that you you have to speak generally right. are there things that are generally good for you right are there things that because there are things that are good for you in several you know most instances that are suddenly not good for you for example you know a little bit of sugar makes you you know gives you pleasure right uh but too much sugar can make you sick and give you diabetes you know so there's so you can't say sugar is good for you right but you also can't say it's bad for you right right yeah because Pleasure has value. Yes. So these, you know, and different value to different people. Different pleasures, different values. Different, so you can only sort of speak generally in these terms. And this is always the problem with people looking for scientific answers to uh, philosophical problems. Philosophical and and societal problems, because it requires that we all value the same things in the same way, and we never do. Right. I'm exhausted now. That was very <laughs> long-winded. <laughs> was I boring you? No, no, no. It was all interesting okay. stuff. All right. Uh, but now let's talk about something I can relate to. Sure, we so watched. So you you finally saw the new Batman movie <laughs> after all this time. <laughs> What'd you think? <laughs> uh, well, I thought it was, and overall, I would say it was worth the watch. Okay. You know, so I'm not. That, that, I didn't get. That's a tough. That's uh, that's a tough. I didn't get to the end of it. To bestow. I know. I didn't get to the end of it and go. There's two hours. I'll never get back. Okay. All right. That's uh, good. So High I praise. It is damning. It is praising by faint damnation. Okay. Um. What didn't you like about it? I thought the build-up was too long. I thought it was too long before Batman yeah. got his ass in gear. Okay. I thought there could have been more Bat, less Bruce. More Bat, less Bruce. There was an awful lot of Bruce in that movie. It was a little Bruce heavy. Yeah, kind of ticked me off, too, because you want to see more Batman. And, and as much as I love Michael Caine, yeah. one of my favorite actors, <sighs> you know, it seemed a little... Not his usual five-star performance? Well, no, his performance was fine. I, I feel that this was either directing or writing issues because his part was weak. Right. You know, it, it was it was almost campy. Okay. And that's not a good place to put Michael Caine. He's a nuanced, subtle actor. Yeah. And, you know, put, uh, you know, put Pierce Brosnan in a campy role. Okay, you know, but, put, uh, but I mean, like, you're saying, like, he was... Shallow. Shallow. In other but, words... But I mean, like, do you think, like, the part could have been deeper? I'm thinking that the part... They wanted the part to be deeper. 
But rather than using good writing, they counted on sort of the story, the trickery. You know, uh, uh, Michael Caine. Pardon me, I'm getting an incoming call. What? Oh. Uh, so you were saying they were using trickery? Well, in the sense that they were used, they were counting on Michael Caine's acting skills to carry the whole thing. Okay. And, you know, he starts boohooing, but there's no real depth. And, you know, maybe there's more depth if you watch all three movies. Yeah. You know, maybe he's built up his character in other movies, and so he doesn't have to do that much, or they don't have to write that much story for him. But for me, who watched the first one, not the second one. You saw the second one. I swear to fucking God, we're going to sit down, we're going to go to watch that movie, and you'll be like, oh, wait, I've seen this one. Perhaps. And then it'll all click into place. Perhaps. But but, e- but even if I had, uh, I must have been drug-addled because I, I, have, that. I have no recollection of it. All right. uh, was I on my fourth switchback or something? I don't know. Maybe. Anyway. It could have been right soon after we got the keg, you know, something uh, awful and we were getting drunk every day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because uh, so, that's, that's the only way that I can sort of imagine having seen it. But, I mean, like, the thing of it is, is that, yes, I see what you mean. What I was all bummed about is that, like... Batman got all butt hurt when they started blaming him for uh, uh, Harvey Dent's death. Okay, that's what—that's part of what happened in the second movie. At the end of the movie, I'm gonna ruin it for you, but you'll, sure, it, it's, yeah, worth, it's worth watching anyway, just for uh, Heath Ledger's performance, okay. uh, which is great, by the way. Uh, in the second movie, at the end of it, you know, Harvey Dent gets like burned in an accident that kills both. Harvey Dent is dating Rachel Doss, who Bruce Wayne loves. Okay, so in the same accident that kills both of their, you know, love interests, uh, Harvey Dent gets horribly, disfigurably, you know, dis- disfiguredly scarred on half his body. Okay, it's coming okay. back as Two Face, right? Yes, and he goes, he gets, he goes a little fucking insane. Because of his scar. Because of his scars, and he's decided that instead of using the law to get what he wants, he's just going to flip a coin, and if the coin comes out, you know, he's just going to go and kill the people who are responsible for all this Because madness. life is nothing more than chance. Exactly. Okay. Okay, so so he goes a little nuts, ends up, uh, ends up you know, killing a couple people. Isn't that disfiguring nuttiness the same thing that sends Joker over the cliff? No, ultimately, Joker shows up all nutty and disfigured. We don't know what happened to him. He might have disfigured himself. I thought he got it in a, some sort of a accident that uh, Batman caused. No, well, maybe. Different story thread? D- different story thread. Right, not, okay. not in the Christopher Nolan Batman. Very one. good, okay. But, uh, but yes, you're... Uh, but he so he goes crazy, starts killing people. And then he takes Jim Gordon's like family hostage or something like that. He's about to kill uh, Commissioner Gordon's kid, and Batman saves the kid and ends up. I think in the I can't remember exactly how it goes down, but like in the move that saves his kid, he ends up having to let Harvey fall or something. Harvey dies. Sure. Okay. Now Harvey was doing a lot of work to put. Uh, criminals behind jail, and they were like, if they find out that he went in, went insane and killed these people, and then and threatened to kill my kid, it's gonna totally discredit him. Nobody's gonna 
you know, nobody's going to want to continue his work or anything like that because because it'll discredit it. So Batman says, don't worry about it. Blame everything on me. Say that I killed him. Say that say that I killed Harvey. Say that I, you know, like just blame everything on me. And then he goes all pussy, and it hurts his feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Not right. only does he go all pussy, and it hurts his feelings, but he stops being Batman for eight fucking years. Uh, That's not the Batman I know and love. <laughs> you know, like the the real Batman would have been out there, like, oh yeah, no, like I think I did all that shit. I didn't do it, but. You know, I'll, I'll keep protecting Gotham and all that stuff. He just stops. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there that's, was... that's not a very, that's a very weak, you know, like, like, uh, you know, kind of emo Batman move. They <laughs> <laughs> think I'm a killer now, so I'm not going to do anything anymore. Well, why didn't he just hang up the suit and go be Bruce Wayne? He's got an alternate identity. Go for oh, yeah, it, dude. He, he was he was all bummed because that girl got killed. There's a green light there. You can make it if you don't slow down. No, fuck it. Oh man. <laughs> Sorry, there's kids and as you know. There's too many wild cards. There's too many wild cards. <laughs> uh, what confused me is that you were stopping. Way back there. Through, yeah. Yeah, because usually that well, light that, is red. That light's out. Also. So you can't see that, like the one that's on our side. The light was out. You couldn't tell what it was oh. unless you looked over here. Goddamn. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, yeah, that kind of. I mean, like, I thought the movies were good overall, but that was a thing about Batman that really kind of pissed me off. Oh, also about the no killing rule that Batman has. Yeah, what's that about? He really, really plays fast and loose with that rule at the end of that movie. There. Well, is it a rule? I mean, is it a like? Is it a, a a Batman universe rule? Don't kill people. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, you know, that's kind of Batman's thing. No guns, no killing. It's kind of his thing. It's kind of his thing. So he doesn't paint their Yoo-Hoo's gold. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He, uh, he, he just... Because that's kind of a weird thing. That's, painting that's something gold. gold member might do. Yeah. yeah. So, no, no, no. He's just like, he's he tries to, <coughs> he's, he's not going to kill anyone. He wants them to be brought to justice in a not killing manner. <laughs> and uh well, Plato might argue that killing is the uh you know I know what Plato I know what Plato might argue, might argue but Batman argues that uh I um, said Plato not Plato. I Plato Plato. <laughs> I know I was having trouble getting the word out the <laughs> Yeah, I know I can tell. Give me some slack. <laughs> uh no, Bruce Bruce uh Bruce Wayne and Bat slash Batman no killing no guns. That's the thing. But at the end of the movie, he's like, shh, he's like, the rocket goes into the side of it. You know, he leads the rocket into the side <laughs> of the thing. I guess you could argue that they fired the rocket and therefore had it coming to him, but, you know, like. But they're dead either but way. But they're dead, and he led the rocket there. He right. could have led it into, like, perhaps an empty building. <laughs> or well, maybe he specifically led it right into the bottom of their, their vehicle so that it just disabled their engine. Right. Okay. Maybe those guys are still alive. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to move this once Pepsi is right. gone. Yeah, let's get to work. About a little baklava. Man, that was good. <laughs> that was good, wasn't it? Wow. Yes. Yeah. I really loved the maple touch. The maple touch that was That was a great idea. Yeah. 
That was his mom's idea. Yeah, his mom says, yeah, she said, you could put a little raspberry in there or a little apple. What's Vermont? What's Vermonty? Yeah. Maple, baby. Maple syrup. Maple. Fuck yeah. Baklava sweetened with maple syrup. Ah, that was damn fun. Uh, that was excellent. Yeah. So, uh, you were going to tell me a story about a bat? Oh, yeah, Speaking yeah. Of Batman. You remember, <laughs> you, uh, I can't remember if his name was... Peter Town, Robert Townsend, Robert Townsend. Uh, yeah. He was an actor. Uh, he made, uh, or maybe he was a director. I can't remember. Wrote yeah. a movie called Hollywood. Nah. Oh, this crap. is really exciting so far. I can't remember. <laughs> no, no, help me out here. It was Hollywood. It, it came, something from Hollywood. Hollywood. Uh, it was about how black. It, yeah, it was about how all black people are are written into these stereotypical roles. Oh, and, I have no idea. And he, it was a good film, actually. It was sort of a, I don't know if it was an independent film, but it was a, certainly a low-budget film. And he had written it, and it's about this guy, and he wants to be an actor, and but he works at Winky Dinky Dog. What? <laughs> yeah, he works at Winky Dinky Dog. Okay. That's the name of the place he works, and he has to wear a hot dog hat and stuff like that, and he hates it, but he's just holding out because he wants to... All right. Wants to be an actor, and uh, so he keeps trying to get these parts, but they keep casting him as like you know as a jive talking, uh, you know, pimp, uh, sure. or they'll cast him as a you know. You know who else that was happening to? That guy from uh, you remember Confessions of a Superhero? Uh, yes. You remember the guy who played the Hulk? Yes. He was sort of the most not depressing guy in the thing. Oh, I mean, and he went for that role for that uh, yeah. he was, he was a jive-talking jive pimp. Yeah. yeah, except he was stoked on it, as he should be. Right. You know? Yeah, well, well if, I mean, to go from playing the Hulk on Hollywood Boulevard for, yeah. for tips yeah. <laughs> right. well, <and laughs> to any acting role, I imagine, would be quite, sure. uh, quite the thrill. That fucking homeless. I mean, he worked himself up. No, that's true. He was he's, homeless. He was, yeah. he's, I mean, like, on the streets, man. What like, really on the streets. Like, he took that walk past, like, where he used to sleep. Oh, yeah. That's a, yeah, about, I used to sleep there. Yeah, I used yeah, to sleep yeah, here. So, so. And, like, it's nice because it's cut off from the street. You get a little right, privacy yeah, when you... Yeah, you can be a little private. Yeah. And then he was talking about how, like, he would wake up to the sounds of, like, the owner of the shop's footsteps. It's, hey, like, motherfucker, get out of here. And, well, he was like, sometimes, you know, sometimes I'd be, sometimes he'd be able to wake up and kind of be quick enough about, like, get out of there stuff together that he could kind of get out of there and make it look like he was just passing through or something. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but every once in a while, he'd be, a, he'd be asleep too long. You know, he'd, yeah. He'd, he'd, he'd oversleep. Sleep, he'd oversleep. And, uh, the guy would have to, you know, kind of kick him awake and be like, hey, get out of here. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. He'd and go then, bathe at the McDonald's an and. Did you see his apartment? There's a perfect nothing, nothing in, it. in it. Nothing in it. Zero. I was like, man. Yeah, he's, he was ready to like, you know, if he ran out of apartment money, been right, right on, on the the, right on the street. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He was, yeah. he was, you know, to me, he was both an uplift because that was a depressing film, by the way. Oh no, it's totally fucking depressing. But he was kind of an uplifting part of it at the same time as being kind of a sad part of it because I don't think he was that bright no he wasn't terribly bright but like he he wasn't he was he was definitely and he was super keener 
Super optimistic. He was very optimistic. He was very optimistic, and he was hardly. The sunshine's right around the corner for me. Yeah. It's true. Last week I was sleeping yeah. in the gutter. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow. He's like I can tell everything's gonna be okay. You know, like, I'm working hard. You know, he's. So he got he this was, offer. He's working hard. Yeah. And like he was the guy I liked the most out of it because like this here's a guy who actually had a chance to like come up from nothing. True. Yeah. The most interesting character though was the Batman guy. Batman guy had a weird. Oh hair. man, and yeah. he looked just like George George Clooney. Clooney. Yeah, that's gotta hurt. But he was twisted. Right. I he mean, was like he was bizarro. Clooney. He was having anger issues. <laughs> <laughs> that was that's weird. Maybe he should have been playing too. That was a weird character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, so I, what got me onto this was there was a there was a sitcom that's featured in that movie. Uh. Hollywood, ah, it's gonna drive me nuts. Uh, you know what we Hollywood. need? We need uh, we need somebody on a computer uh, yeah. looking up. Perhaps uh, somebody named JD. <laughs> looking up Robert Townsend <laughs> yeah. and whatever his movie was called, Hollywood something. Robert Townsend. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Anyway, so oh, there was yeah, a they, on that show. There was a a recurring a recurring sitcom. Uh, about a black vampire. It was, and he lived in their house. He lived in, the, and he was, you know, he was sort of like I dream of genie, only it was just this family, and they had a black vampire living in their house. There's a bat in the house. There's a bat in the house. They had a theme song for da 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 da. da. There's a bat in the house, and it. Hollywood Shuffle. Thank you. There we go. And it ended. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, and it ended with. Uh, the the uh, main character, the vampire, saying his catchphrase, which was "Batty Batty Boy." Anyway, it's just funny. Seriously. Uh, but <laughs> the, the part of the thing was the bat. There was a bat flying around in the house, and guess what? In my house the other night, there was a big bat flying around. Right. And it was about four in the morning. I was dead asleep. You know how sleep you can be at four in the morning? Yeah. When you've gone to sleep at sort of a normal hour, like I went to bed at like one. Right. It's now four. Right. So you're, I'm you're deep, deep in, in REM. Deep in REM, baby. Yeah. I got a REM going on. Right. And uh, your mom gets up to go pee or something. Right. And and I'm normally, I wouldn't have even known that. I would have slept right through that. That sure. would have been nothing. But she starts kicking the uh, the bathtub. She's like smacking, kicking it, or poking it with a stick or something. Sure. Uh, because she's hearing something over there. There's, um, there's a, and I'm, I'm come in my REM sleep. I hear, uh, it, there's a mouse in here. And I'm like, oh, what the, like, you know, it's okay. It's, that's a problem. I can wait till morning. Right. Start to slip right back. Right. Into it. Yeah. And that was exactly my thing. And now I, I'm always a little pissed at ones like that because I was fully asleep. Sure. I'm not going to do anything about that until morning anyway. Right. And now I'm a little bit awake. Right. My REM has broken. <laughs> so I'm you like, broke my you REM. see, broke my REM, and and I'm like. Okay, but I think I can fall back asleep quickly if I just ignore everything. Okay, not for nothing. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Why the fuck is there a line outside of Olive Garden at 6.20 on a Tuesday night? It depresses the hell out of me. Uh, endless like, Possible. Started today. No, it didn't. 
No, it didn't. And I, was, I, knew I, was just, fact. I was just making that up. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry you know that. Yeah. I was just uh, making it up. So, uh, Endless Possible. Free breadsticks! Free breadsticks! Uh, well, there's always free breadsticks. It's always free. Although they don't want to eat in different quantities. How many calories in a breadstick? Like 300. Two breadsticks, that's a meal. Yeah. What about the dressing? What if you put the dressing on if it? If you put Alfredo on it, holy fuck, nuts. You did just might as well just, just stop eating for the rest of the week. <laughs> you've, t- you've got your calorie intake. <laughs> uh, it's funny the way people eat those things too. Just, They'll like mouse <laughs> six of them. You know they don't like on a double. They don't really like. They don't really have to give you a break. I don't know. Weird restaurants are weird like that. They don't have to give you a break. I don't understand restaurants, but yeah. yes, okay. But like, they don't have to give you a break. You work a twelve-hour day, you you may not get a break. Is it because all the way is through. it is it because you just like you have moments where you can just like chill for a second or yeah, like? except when you don't. You know, like if it's busy and you're working all the way through, you're constantly you're on going. the go. Twelve hours on the go. Yeah. Don't stop to eat. Don't stop to. Right. Exactly. And you steal you, you steal a spoon of soup when you're back there. Right. Well, the, and that's the thing is they won't. You eat a you, chicken breast somebody dropped on the floor and they, didn't decide to serve again they anyway. The, yeah. They won't let you eat on the job. Uh, they won't let you eat on the job. So what you really have to do is you have to go and you have to pretend like you're grabbing breadsticks from a table. Sure. And then you have to go into the side station and pretend like you're grabbing a. Do you coke. just go into the freezer with a spoon and get a big thing of ice cream and shove that right down your gullet? No, no, no. You take the breadsticks and you wrap them up. Yeah. And then, and then you just uh, you take a, the coke and you pretend to be pouring it for a table. Sure. Okay. You put the whole thing on a tray. Yeah. And then you just start fucking shoving those breadsticks right down your goddamn throat. Cramming them into as your fast gullet. as you can. If you were smart, you had the foresight to uh, grab some ranch dressing, maybe from the sure, salad station. Sure, you, so you, so you, you chase it. Kinda, you you chase it with down. the ranch you dressing. Could, well, you can dip them down. That way they'd slide down your throat faster, like hot, you know, water and hot dogs. Yeah, yeah, food sure. eating contest. Sure, sure. Uh, so, you know. Like, What's that guy's name? Okamar? Oka. Yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, you had the... You had the the breadsticks. Hey JD, Japanese hot dog eating champion. Yeah. We need a name. We need a name. Japanese, Japanese hot, hot dog, dog eating champion. champion. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, so yeah, you'd just be cramming those fucking things down your throat, and if sure. the manager came into the side station, you'd just leave it all on the tray like you had been cleaning up. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> There were some managers who were a little less, you know, but like we had, a, there was a general manager, and if she caught you eating in the side station, you, you got quite a reaming. Sure. She might even send you home. Which you'd be like, great. Right. Well, except that you got to cash out, and you don't get any of your tips from the tables that are there, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not like it's not like I'm phasing you now. Go home. It's like get your stuff, cash out, go home. Some of you'll pick up your tips that you have right now, you know. So, Takaru Kobayashi. Takaru Kobayashi. What a great name. Yeah, I bet he could eat Man, that's almost as good as Satoshi Matsumoto. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, you just you know you'd get the side station just fucking mad. Thanks, JD. Because uh, you wouldn't get a break. Right. Whole fucking day. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so that just gives you the calor- calories to be yeah, able to continue yeah, functioning. You needed, you needed like two of them just to like keep going through sure. the day. Yeah, and then, uh, God, you'd have to, like, you'd be so exhausted by the time you got out at, like, 11, right? Sure. So you're like, fuck, I better take home some food. 
And I say you order one of those 2,000 calorie, like, just tour of Italy <laughs> with a slice of the lasagna and a thing of fettuccine Alfredo. Sure. And a, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, chicken Parmesan. You go home to a calorie coma. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. You just go and you pass out. Uh, well, back. sorry. Back to my uh, yeah, sorry, back man. to my mouse. Back to your mouse. Yeah. So she's banging on the on the uh, side of the tub, uh, grousing about a mouse. Right. And uh, I, with I guess the idea of scaring it away sure. into another room or something. I'm, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> and I'm going, yeah, yeah. I'll set a trap in the morning. All right. And I'm trying to fall back asleep, and it's banging around. Yeah. And as I'm I'm trying my best to doze back off. Uh, your mom goes, "Can you hear it?" And I could not. <laughs> no. <laughs> I could not hear it. I and I was not listening for it either. And, and she says, "It's it's over there. Something's over there." And uh, she turns on the light. And a bat flies across the room. <laughs> batty, batty boy. <laughs> now I'm up. All right. Now I'm up. Because like, I know, I know there's no leaving the bat overnight. Nobody wants doing? to wake up with guana on the sheets. Is that a possibility? I don't know. They're gonna shit somewhere, right? Fair enough. I don't want guana in my house. Now, do you think you probably could have left until morning? To be honest with you. I'm sure I could have, uh, but it's one of those things. You got a bat flapping around the room, and turning off the lights doesn't deter those motherfuckers. Right. Right. So it's just going to be merrily flapping over me as I sleep. See, I don't know how much that bothers me. Eh, it's kind of weird. <laughs> it's kind of weird. In fact, being in <laughs> her mom was describing it to me, and she said that she could feel the air move move in front of her face while the light was off. <laughs> She was like, thought the window was open a crack or something. Oh, she right, it was a breeze. right, right, right. And she was like, I turned on the light, and all of a sudden I realized it must have been the fucking bat flying inches from my sure. face in the dark. Sure. So, yeah. uh, so now I'm up. Right. Now I'm up, because I don't want bat guana on me. And it's a big bat. It's You're the only it's, one. I, said, I, I couldn't see it, and, and I said, Carol, can you see where it is? And she said, yeah, it's up on the shelf. It was actually hanging. You know, right there. And it was big. It was, you know, it was big. I want to say, you know, lengthwise. Half, half a fist? It, yeah, it was It was six inches long. So okay. it was a big, and that was the body. And then the wings came out a little longer than that. It was the biggest one I've ever seen. Sure. And uh, and so I'm like, ah, all right, what am I going to do? And she says, get a towel. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to be able to. I need a net or something, you know. <laughs> and I've, I've, believe me, I've been on these bad adventures before. So. <laughs> you want a net? <laughs> this could take you all night. I'm yeah. wide awake now. I'm up. I'm. Oh yeah. I, I, uh, I, I had had a shower just before I went to bed. Sure. So I just, rather than opening the creaky door to my closet, I just slipped into the bed naked. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I am sorry if that's TMI, but anyway. So, but when <laughs> so you get put, out, so when, your bat fighting news. 
<laughs> when you get out to face the back, <laughs> you really want to have some sure. support. So, something at least protecting your nose. Your <laughs> exactly. You don't want that you do, for the money. Well, I just don't want to feel that extra vulnerable. <laughs> sure. You know, it's just that little tip of vulnerable that, that bats sense that and they go for your nads. Right. So, uh, yeah, so I. Bats are known for, for their testicle yeah, nat nat attack. Yeah, nat attack. Nat attack. So I uh, went to the closet and I put on my uh, my uh, underwear. Yeah. And so now I'm chasing a bat around the house in my underwear. <laughs> so I I I get up and I'm I've got my towel. Should have stuck with naked. Naked's funnier. <laughs> well, for the purpose of this story, it would have been funnier. Yeah. Let's just say I started off chasing the bat naked. <laughs> And then I, I decided on that was not the wise <laughs> well, approach. Second approach. Yeah, it was not the wise approach. So I, yeah, and that's really true. I mean, I got up and I was like, okay, where's the bat? And then I'm like, eh, I better put on some underwear. Put some fucking underwear yeah. on. Uh, that's the neighbors see. <laughs> so I get a towel and I'm thinking, well, all right, maybe I can go and and just kind of cover it over. And you know, scoop you it up, like scoop maybe, it up in the towel. Well, because I think my first approach would be to just throw the towel up in front of it, hope that. It well, it was not flying at this moment; it was perched. Okay. It was hanging, so I'm thinking, all right, I, if I just get close to it, I'll just kind of put the towel, walk towards it with the towel like a, like a cloud coming towards it, and then just as it flies, I'll just scoop it up, right, right as okay. it tries to jump. And uh, I don't even get close to it, and the thing starts flying, and now it's flying, and your mom's holding the covers up over her head, getting ready to <laughs> scream. And uh, and uh, and it's flying to it, and I kind of throw the towel, I throw the towel up, and I hit it. Right. I hit it, and I'm like, and my towel has landed on it, and I'm thinking, okay, but it's in an awkward spot, it's behind a a. a, a you know, like a settee, and it's between the mirror, and I'm, you know, mostly naked. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get it. What am I going to scoop it up? Do I need another towel? And as I'm contemplating all of this, it w gets out from under my towel and flies into the little bathroom there connected to our bedroom. Ah. So I'm like, great, I shut the door. Now right. I've got it in a confined little space, right? Right. So I grab my towel, I go around to the other side, only to realize that the other door on the other side is wide open. <laughs> and it has flown, it's flying around in the hall now. Uh, so it it flies around, I, I kind of, I, I'm throwing my towel up in the air trying to scare it, I'm moving it down the stairs, because I don't want to be fighting it on the stairs. Yeah. You know, it's enough. not like uh, I'm, uh, you know... Montego Montoya or whatever, Anigo Montoya, uh, Montoya uh, or, uh, with my yes, with my sword on the, <laughs> you know, I'm not uh, gonna swashbuckle this thing down the stairs. <laughs> so, <Have up> there. <laughs> so I I kind of shoo it downstairs by waving my towel around, yeah. and uh, and I can I keep thinking a hoopy fruit really knows where his towel is. <laughs> uh, and I, I go downstairs, I've got it, and it flies over towards the kitchen in that area. And so, you know that how there's the door to the closet in the hallway there? Mm -hmm. Well, I open it up because it blocks the hallway. Right. So now I've got it sort of trapped in the dining kitchen area. Dining I've got, kitchen area. I've got my towel. All right. 
and it's flying. Oh, it's man, we are behind that shit wagon. And yeah, it smells something fierce. Uh, oh, it is putting off oh, an odor. Yeah. Man alive. Uh, living, country living. I thought it was you. For country living, baby. Oh, yeah. thank you very much. Well, I, I spotted the wagon. No. <laughs> yes. Uh, I looked for alternatives. Oh, no, no, you had your checklist. No. Right on the top of it was Dad's ass. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, I, I get into the kitchen. Yeah. And I'm throwing, you know, it flies, and I'm throwing my towel. Now, it's landed. You know, in the corner of the room, we have that little, like, cherub in the yeah, corner yeah, of yeah. the room? Yeah. It's landed right on there, and it's hanging. Yeah, all right. So I take my towel. I first of all I grab a small towel from the smaller towel from the hand drying towel from the kitchen. Right. And I got my big towel. I take my big towel and I throw it up at it and I hit it. Nice. And down he comes. And I think, okay, man, I may have stunned it. I'll be able to scoop it up with the other towel and get it outside. It right. starts flying. It flies, and I just I twirl up my towel, pop, and I get it midair. Yeah, it's the second time I've been able to do that. Uh, I pop it midair. Well, you were deadly with a rolled towel. Yeah, totally stunned it midair. Uh, it's lying on the ground. I kind of could take further training. Like I'll just put out my hands <laughs> at random places. Like, thwack, 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 thwack. That's right. Totally ninja that shit. That's right. It's like uh, I was like uh, Luke Skywalker with, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, with yeah, that yeah. little ball just that flies around. Closed. I just close my <laughs> eyes and use the force. <laughs> So anyway, I popped it, it stunned it, landed on the ground, I got my big white towel, threw it on top, scooped it up, took it outside, emptied my towel onto the deck there, and uh, it wasn't moving. <laughs> I'm like, oh crap, I may have really hurt it. Uh, so I went outside, and I thought, well, I'm not going to deal with this tonight. Right. So I just kind of brushed it off the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> With all the dignity <laughs> that that bat deserved. And in the morning it was gone. So go. either it got eaten right. in the night or it recovered and flew recovered away. Recovered and flew off. I've recovered and flew off. But, yeah, things uh, like that, that was so. that was there's a bat in the house, there's a bat in the house, batty batty boy. Anyway, <laughs> wide awake. So I take my towel, throw it into the laundry. Uh I uh, head back upstairs. I'm asleep in 15 minutes. Yep. Yeah. Dead asleep in 15 minutes. Just completely episode gone. Yeah, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I'm lucky I inherited that ability from you. You know, I could just like I could wake up, mow the lawn, back to sleep 15 minutes. That is a superpower we can all use. Yeah. Let me tell you. Well, and like Sam's been sleeping in his own bed lately. You know, so he wakes up at like four in the morning. You know, so I either go get him or I go and try to put him back to sleep or sure. whatever. And, uh, and yeah, I could just – I get up. I pop out of bed. Although there was the one time – you know, we have that pole by the bed. Uh, the stripper pole. Yeah, well, it's, it's a little too thick to be a stripper pole actually. For big strippers. Yeah. Don't ask me how I know that. Sure. But uh, she came in. She was like, I can't use this. Sure. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but no, it's like a – so it's a you know like you know yeah, yeah. three inch wide beam, yeah, to hold up the top floor, and it's right by the bed. And one night he was crying, and JD kind of woke me up, 
without really thinking about it, I swung my feet out of bed and launched out of bed and right, oh. right into the fucking pole. Just like right in the middle of my head. Uh. Just beating myself good. And Sam was crying. You know? <laughs> you were crying. I, I was just uh, I was just sitting there in the bed like, what the fuck happened? Like, what? Yeah, the pole made like a thong. <laughs> And uh, and I was just sitting there, and Sam's crying in the next room, and I'm like, I'll be there in a second, Sam! <laughs> I hate that when you're totally blindsided, like in the walking in the pitch black, and yeah. you hit an edge of a door or something. Yeah, you crack like, yourself oh. like that. Oh, that's terrible. Anyway, yeah, that's my waking up out of bed story. But <laughs> I know it's not as good. Hey, everybody! It's the end of our episode, and we just wanted to remind everyone... That they should tell a friend about this show. Telling a friend is if you good. Like it, if you like it, even if you don't like it, tell a friend. Tell them how shitty it was. Say, wow, that was crap. You should listen to this. Yeah, listen it's, how bad oh, this podcast is. You're gonna hate this. Yeah, it's no good. Uh, and then go check out the website. New, newly New tooled. Website. Newly tooled website. It is now much more user friendly. You can comment it's on to- our page. It's totally Facebook. tooled. It was untooled before, and now, now it's tooled. Now it is currently tooled. Uh, we tools. What's the website? What's the web address? Uh, www.dailyridepodcast.com. That's correct. Quite correct. Yes. The controversy avoiding. Uh, <laughs> hyphens. <laughs> A hyphen controversy avoided. Yes. Uh, avoided. Uh, yeah. And where else can uh, people con- connect with us? They can connect with us through email contact at dailyride daily dash ride dot com. And uh, can they can they leave messages on the website? Can can they tell us what they can leave messages on the website? Jackasses! Can they tweet at us? They can leave comments right there that we will respond to on the website's front page. Uh, What if uh, somebody puts "I hate you, fuckers"? I'm gonna kill you all. We will leave it up there. Will we respond to it? Sure. In what way? With With fear? No. (laughs) With something enlightened and you know perhaps calming. You mean we'll try to talk them off the ledge? Yeah. Okay, what about what if somebody calls up or leaves us a message? I think I want to kill myself. Will we talk them down? No, because actions speak louder than words. Come on. So you're saying go <laughs> ahead and jump and have your friend do the text and right. leave the message? Yeah. All right, very good then. All right, right on. Right on. <laughs>